Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, Podchamps, and a very, very Merry Christmas to you indeed. Um, this is just a little extra bonus thing because I realised that the last thing I released uh, before Christmas was actually a bit miserable because politics is miserable. And that's not very festive, is it? So I thought it'd be much nicer to give you something a little bit more fun. Now, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you've already had this. Uh, very sorry, but that is the price of elitism. Um, but uh, if you're not and you haven't heard this, this is a comedy set that I did uh, for a show called Comedy Talks at the Bishopsgate Institute, uh, where the premise of the show is that comedians take a title of a lecture, um, one of the public lectures that used to happen at the Bishopsgate Institute between 1800 and something and 1900. So you do, you've got Google, you work it out. And the one I chose is called Daily Life of the House of Commons, um, which uh, was a real guide about the very day-to-day life in there by Edgar Jones, MP, uh, who was an MP for the Liberal Party in the early 1900s. Um, obviously, my version's a lot sillier, and there's a little bit of stand-up before it that is now mostly out of date, and you've probably heard via the podcast anyway but i hope this makes you laugh at least once at least just at least once for christmas uh, and i hope you have a very very lovely christmas and some snappy new gear and uh, there'll be some more bonus stuff out in between the new year's and christmas bit and then i'll see you lot in january i'm about to eat myself into a coma uh, which uh, being diabetic isn't as hard as it sounds did I put that joke on the last podcast? Who knows? I've had a lot of Baileys. Merry Christmas! Would you please welcome to the stage, Dana Diab! I don't, I don't look anywhere near as haunted as him. Do I? I've, I'm, I say I've searched for loads of Tien and Dieps online, and there aren't any. I'm just very alone. Um, I so I chose this subject uh, weeks ago before there was this current political fuckstorm, and um, you know before we're in the, we're, we're currently in a situation where Prime Minister and half woman half superglue accident has managed to bring together an incredibly divided country by uniting everyone in thinking she's massively shit, and. <laughs> You know, we're in a situation now where her phrase of a no deal is better than a bad deal is actually true in that before she had a bad deal, she had no deal and people hated her slightly less, but only slightly. Um, And, 
the EU have signed off on it, but I'm pretty sure that's because they all sat around and went, do you want to fucking laugh over Christmas? Seriously, do this, get a load of popcorn, piss yourself. Um, that is it. So, yeah, uh, you know, this... this we- Theresa May thinks his current deal is amazing because it, it stops freedom of movement. At what point has a hero ever stopped something with freedom in it? <laughs> that, that's never happened. There's never been an episode of Hearts of Gold where they go, today we're going to award Henry, who saw some people having a lovely time gambling in the park, and he dealt with it by locking them in his cellar. Well done, Henry. You're a hero of the people. She's so very proud that we're not going to let people come to this country to get jobs that won't be here. And I fucking... <laughs> Pointless. I'm not going to invite you to that party you don't want to go to. What a load of shit. Um, and, and, you know, I have to say the only thing that, that goes in her favour is that I assumed it was a bad deal and then I heard that Jacob Rees-Mogg and Boris Johnson and Nigel Farage all hated it and I thought, oh, maybe it's all right. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's all right. And they, they all hated it without even reading it, which is amazing. Um, because it used to be that if you didn't do the reading, you were behind in class. But now it means you get on news night. So, fuck, I wish I'd tried less hard in school. Um, yeah, Gothic Where's Wally, Jacob Rees-Mogg. He, um, he... Sadly, too easy to find. So, uh, he... He doesn't like it because he thinks he's going to return the country to a slave state, and I'm still not sure if that's a compliment uh, from him or not. And <laughs> it, it's not. He'd prefer a nanny state. And then um, Boris Johnson, who's like, if Wurzel Gummidge fucked a bag of piglets, he, he doesn't like it because he, he doesn't understand. And it, he, every comment that he makes is fucking stupid. Back in summer, he complained that the UK was wearing a suicide vest and we've given the remote to Brussels. Well, it's not a suicide vest then, is it? So... <laughs> If anything, if anything, by handing Brussels the remote, they're saving our lives. So, <laughs> unbelievable twat. Um, so, we're in a situation where December the 11th, the Parliament are going to vote on this bad deal, and if they vote no to it, then there's exactly 21 days for the government to come up with a new deal. And you know what 21 days after December the 11th is? Yes, that's right, New Year's Day! Should old acquaintance be forgot? Start as you mean to go on. I'm genuinely excited that the Queen's speech this year might just be her going, Ah! For like five minutes. I'm probably looking forward to it. So anyway, look, listen... That was just a preamble. That was a preamble because I didn't know that was going to be going on when I chose this subject and I wanted to give something informative. So, so fuck that. Let, let, I'm going to tell you about daily lives in the House of Commons in an informative manner, like a lecture, like, like you would if you'd come to a lecture, only probably less informative and more shit. Um, I am also going to be using notes. People get funny when comedians use notes, but when musicians use them, you're fine. So fuck your double standards. Um, so, listen... The House of Commons, right? You've probably read about it in a book or seen it on a film or watched it on that long-running top drama, The News. And <laughs> it is the place that many MPs would call their second home if they didn't already have several of those uh, in the first place. <laughs> the, uh, it's part of the Palace of Westminster. And the current Palace of Westminster is actually Palace of Westminster 3.0, right? Uh, because the previous two burnt down. And this version was built uh, between 1840 and 1876 by Charles Barry, or Chazza Bazza to his mates. And uh, he built it. But, like, the design was inspired on buildings from the 14th to 16th century. Because even then, he knew all the decisions made inside it would be at least 2,000 years out of date. Which is incredible, <laughs> isn't it? Um, and uh, now, you know, it's falling apart at the seams and it's in desperate need of a restructure and a modernisation uh, and also the building's fucked. So, um, <laughs> see what I did? That was a little joke. So, um, 
if, uh, if you look at it, the House of Commons, obviously, is part of the Palace of Westminster. If you were to look at the Palace of Westminster from the River Thames side, but then sort of flip it onto its side, then it would look like a really weird, tiny-headed sort of camel cat with a big old tower growth on its face. And if you were to look at it like that, which you should, it's the best way, uh, then the Commons is just along the posterior abdomen wall. Um, and if you weren't to look at it like that, then it isn't. So... <laughs> Um, the, the House of Commons, though, that's, it's in that sort of bit there. Uh, that, that, if you imagine it, it's sort of there. And uh, the House of Commons, I just want to point out, is not to be confused with the Horse of Commons, uh, which was an ill-thought-out brief idea when they only had two MPs and no fixed location. Um, it's also not to be confused with the Hose of Commons, which was mainly used to wash the horse. So... The House of Commons is very different, very important, and it is it's one of many bits of the Palace of Westminster, just so you know that there's the House of Commons, and then some of the other bits are the House of Less Commons, the House of Rarities, the House of Super Rare and Really Shiny, and the House of Special 3D Foil ones that you might get one off your mate if you're lucky. And, uh, and there's also the House of Lords, which is where MPs go to die. So, so this talk, though, is about the daily life of the House of Commons, and I want to I want to change that slightly in the title because I want to talk about the daily life in the House of Commons. Because the daily life of the House of Commons is quite boring because it's a fucking building. <laughs> it doesn't really. I've, I've written some for you. It's not very interesting. Daily life of the House of Commons: 10 a.m. staying still. <laughs> 11 a.m. still staying still. 12 p.m. I'm still here. What's that smell? 1 p.m. I'm flying. Joke. I'm a building. I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> 1pm, I wish that pigeon would fuck off, P.S., still here. 3pm, uh, three, three kill me, reduce me to rubble, throw my bricks into the sea so I may travel the world, albeit in smaller form, kill me now. 4pm, I haven't gone anywhere. It's, it's, it, it's, not very, it, it's just like that for ages. It's a building, it doesn't do anything. It's, it's worth noting that when people always say, if these walls could talk, right... You know, they always say that, like, oh, we could, we'd hear exciting things. You wouldn't. You'd just hear walls say things like, free me! Why have you attached me to my friends and family? Oh, God, it's like the human centipede, but with walls! You monsters! You horrible monsters! And sort of that for ages. Um, so, but look, what I thought, right, so that's what I'm saying. I want to do the daily life in the House of Commons. That is a little bit more interesting. And, and obviously, you know, not everyone really knows what happens inside, you know, it's, it's kind of a mystery to us sort of mere mortals, or maybe just really fucking boring. Uh, you know, I don't... It, it, I think that's what most people assume, it's either too confusing, or it's so boring that at the mere mention you'll slip into a coma and then still be deemed fit to work, and then you have to go out being like a speed bump or something. So... <laughs> But it's not complicated. I'm going to break it down for you. The House of Commons is not complicated. It's, in fact, very simple, um, but you do need to know what it's for, right? So the Commons is the chamber for elected officials, a.k.a. MPs, a.k.a. the ones who are old but not as old as the Lords and less likely to die during meetings. And um, the government is responsible to the Commons, even though they don't seem responsible for anything else. And... There are 650 MPs, but there are only 450 seats in the Commons, and that's because in 1840 they'd never seen 650 of anything. They thought that was mythical. And so um, it was just inconceivable to build that many seats in 1840 without being called like a heretic and sort of being dunked up to your balls in seawater or punched with a turnip or whatever it was they did then. Um, and the other reason that there's only 450 seats instead of 650 is because uh, some MPs choose not to sit, uh, some want to stand, some like hiding in the rafters or creepy-like, um, some sit in the pockets of various industries, and um, 
then you've also got um, Environment Secretary and Flesh Cauliflower Michael Gove, and um, he's kept in a bucket on disgraced MP Liam the disgraced fox's lap until the temperature's cool enough for him to reform. So. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The, um... A typical day in the House of Commons uh, begins with prayers, and that's not just of everyone in the country just fucking hoping they don't fuck something else up. Just fuck it, please, not again. Just not again. It's not that. They do proper prayers where each and every minister brings in their least favourite constituent to sacrifice to the pagan god Hearn the Hunter. Um, and then they sort of have regular requests from MPs to Hearn, and they sort of range from like a good harvest all the way to no more jokes from Philip Hammond. Um, Philip Hammond, just out of interest, is known as Spreadsheet Phil because he's so dull, he shares some of his DNA with a table. Um, and then you have MPs who are atheist uh, or agnostic or they're from another religion, and they're made to sit in another room while this happens and they're given a carton of juice. So. <laughs> And then after the prayers, um, the speaker, the speaker uh, processes through the house, uh, guzzling all the carcasses of the sacrifices as he or she goes in order to fuel them with enough strength to cope with the day's torrent of bullshit. Um, and the speaker, they're so called in that title uh, because they're the only one in the Commons who's allowed to speak, with others in the gallery restricted to schoolyard noises or grunts of their favourite spirit animal or hired lover. Um, <laughs> And then the doors officially open and journalists or other guests are allowed to enter with no clue that they might be sitting on a chair that was previously occupied by Susan Trousers and Narrate Florist from Maidenhead's Digestive Tract. So, um, next though, next after that is uh, Question Time, not the TV show, um, but it's, that's the full title when it's in the Commons. It has to be called Question Time, not the TV show. And, um, <laughs> uh, but what, this is when different departments allow other MPs to question about things in their department. Um, there's a reason it's called Question Time and not Answer Time, because that would be too tricky. Uh, they just shout questions at them and they go, so uh, fucking no. Um, so instead, uh, you know, in, in the case of prime minister's questions, uh, obviously prime minister is fully allowed to respond with any question with a completely different statement. Uh, it's, it's a bit like how David Bowie used to write songs. You know, just pull a fucking random thing out and there you go. And um, what isn't known by many is people often think, oh, the prime minister's not answering questions. She's just answering something randomly. But actually. 
that it's not random, right? And if you were incredibly bored or very lonely, you could compile all the answers given over one governmental period and rearrange them to gain all the answers that you actually need. Yeah? It's all like code and shit. Um, I mean, obviously, those answers that you need are still really unhelpful, and now you've wasted your weekend as well, you fucking idiot. But it's... <laughs> Certain departments require certain levels of questioning. Uh, for example, the Department of Defence needs calm, easy questions that really puts their back up and they retreat and bunker down. Um, <laughs> the Home Office uh, prefers queries on best swivel chairs for your study or cheapest desk lamps. And um, the Ministry of Sound has to be asked everything in a 4-4 beat. So, uh, and then after departmental questions, uh, topical questions can be asked, such as how to deal with a particularly bad rash. So... <laughs> Then they have a session for urgent questions and statements. Uh, so these are very urgent questions. They could be anything from, Oh, God, why is my face bleeding? It's a very urgent question. Um, or just at the moment, it could be, The fuck's going on? And then more screaming. Uh, then they have main business of the day, um, and that's where MPs gather around to find out what's happening in the northeasternmost state of the US, known for its maritime history. Um, shit, that, isn't it? Yeah. I thought main bit... No, it doesn't... It still doesn't work. Not even... They don't explain it. It's worse. So, uh, they may also discuss uh, current bills, uh, such as Murray, Turnbull, or the one they got for their very expensive breakfast. Um... And then sometimes there's a second or third reading of a bill, especially when they really can't believe how much that Bloody Mary cost. And today in the House, just for example, I'll bring it topical, bring it up today. Uh, today in the House, uh, their main business um, was the offensive weapons bill, uh, which was largely about Bill Oddie with a knife that he'd drawn a picture of a penis on. Um, yeah. The majority actually voted to leave him be, as he can get really stabby if you say birds are shit. So... <laughs> And then some days, uh, some days are opposition days uh, as well, and that's when everyone has to say the complete opposite as to what they mean. And yes, uh, very few are able to tell uh, when they're any different to other days. Uh, so, and some days are backbench days, which is when certain MPs have to go on all fours as others sit on them and have their lunch. Um, and then the last two sections of the day are uh, petitions where... Oh, no, I didn't finish writing that joke. Oh, well, it's all right. I just realised, I just wrote the factual thing of what that is. It's boring, isn't it? It's, it's petition day when they, have, they go through petitions. <laughs> Fuck my life. Just, just There's a little bit more, but I just want to point out, I, I've got an eight-month-old daughter, so I've not slept in eight months. And, um, and it's also why I look like this. Basically, the best thing about having a kid is you can finally justify the way that I've been looking for years. Because uh, I've been covered in piss and vomit for a long time now, looking wrecked, but finally I have a reason. So... Um, it's great. Somebody the other day was telling us that you can tell what a baby's going to be when they by like what they're doing. Like so, you know, if they're like chewing on a plug, it'd be like, oh, they're an electrician or dead. And, um, <laughs> and uh, um, my baby likes hurtling recklessly towards absolute danger without any thought of consequence for herself or others. So I'm like, yeah, you should be prime minister. Um, so. It's the end of the day at the House of Commons. Um, it ends with a look at particular issues, such as Beano number 67. It's got a really good strip about the war in it. Um, or 2010 of 2000 AD. It's got a block mania story. It's very good. Anyway, uh, or they deal with private members' bills, which is when they all go outside and announce how much it costs to look at each other's genitals. And then at the end of the day, they all leave the House of Commons and they wait to get picked up by their parents or carers because they're all tuckered out and they need a snack and a rest before it all starts again. Um, and I should say that obviously uh, this isn't um, this isn't every day in the House of Commons. Uh, I'm just giving you a general view. That's a general view. It's not every day. Um, you know, Sunday, for example, is largely quiet, um, except for Boris Johnson running around rubbing himself on things. Um, and they don't know how he gets in. Every Sunday, he's there. No, Boris, get out! He's still doing it. And 
Sometimes the youth parliament is in, they'll have proper actual grown-up chats about clever things which ruin stuff. And then um, on Christmas Day, the hall is occupied by a congregation of squirrels who discuss nut distribution for the following 12 months. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just some facts. It's weird. Um, and, and of course, I should add as well that all of this is pre-Brexit. So this is all what happens pre-Brexit. Um, Post-Brexit, after March the 29th next year, um, all arrangements will be scrapped in favour of just placing one large bone into the centre of the room, and whoever gets it gets first dibs on rations and breeding. Um, <laughs> so... I, I, hope, I hope that that has given you an insight into how things work or more often don't work in the hub of UK democracy. And now perhaps next time you watch the news, instead of thinking, what the fuck's going on? You still won't really have a clue, but more you'll just have the image of Boris Johnson rubbing himself on things uh, and that'll make you feel a bit sad. You've been a delight. What a lovely gig this is. I've been Tian and Diab. Thank you very much. Now one more time for Tian and Diab. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.